Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 142, Mom Guilt and the Power of Saying No. All right, we're going to talk about this mom guilt thing. And I'll have to tell you that in my generation, I don't think we had a lot of mom guilt. We just did our thing. We didn't have such expectations for ourselves. Um, We didn't, of course, have social media where we could see what other people were doing even though we all know that social media is certainly filtered to make things look like everything is, you know, really great in the house, and we know that it's really not. But I do know that a lot of women now struggle with this thing called mom guilt. And so I'd like to talk about that first, and then I would like to talk about the power of saying no. So first... What is guilt? Well, you know, I like to go to the dictionary to look to see what a word really means. And here are some of the definitions for guilt. The state of one who has committed an offense, especially consciously. Feelings of deserving blame, especially for imagined offenses or from a sense of inadequacy. Self-reproach. And the last one, a feeling of deserving blame for offenses. Now, certainly there is such a thing as guilt, that we should have a healthy guilt, particularly if we do something illegal. We should have a guilt for that. We will be found guilty if we do something illegal. And with our relationship with God, we should have a healthy guilt in the sense of acknowledging our faults and our failings and the guilt that wants to uh, make things right with our Lord. It's not a guilt that wears us down and tears us down. It's just a little, like a little nagging of your conscience that says, yeah, that's not right. That's not the way to behave. That's a little bit of guilt, okay? Where we realize that, yes, in fact, we have offended someone and we should do something about it. But this feeling of imagined offenses or deserving blame or feeling like we have let people down, therefore we feel guilty, a guilt that is not healthy, really is something that we have to strive to get beyond. Mom guilt comes from an unrealistic ideal of a perfect mom, that you're not doing enough. And the fact of the matter is, we're never doing enough. We can't possibly do enough. And we have to let that go. And also not comparing ourselves to anyone else. I guess this is a gift that I had. I never compared myself to other people with regards to my mothering. I just was who I was. I had faults. I was impatient. Um, I was quick-tempered at times. And uh, I really liked my own way. And I knew they were my faults. I had just... Uh, a clear understanding of what my faults were 
and how I was going about to uh, rectify them. So when we think about not doing enough, the question is, what is enough? What should you be doing for your children? We'll all have different ideas, but generally speaking, it's our job to teach our children to become independent, virtuous adults. We should give them a firm sense of connection and a home where they flourish. We feed them, clothe them, educate them, and for many of us, we teach them about God and a life of faith. And we love them unconditionally while also teaching them how to be disciplined and self-disciplined. Now, did you notice that in that definition, it's my own definition, you may have another definition, but in that definition, there's nothing about soccer practice or baseball games or playing tea party or making crafts together. There's nothing about making sure they have all the latest and greatest toys or technology. There's nothing about how the home should be furnished so that they have the most beautiful space. Look, our kids had mattresses on the floor for many, many years. They all survived. They're not damaged emotionally. And it was what we could do. I never felt guilty about it. There's nothing in that definition about making sure they are friends with all the cool four-year-olds and have lots of play dates to confirm their coolness. Now, none of all of that is bad per se, but none of it is necessary. We each will find our own way of interacting, supporting, and encouraging our children. Our own way. And if your way is different from another mom's, great. You are unique. And that's why God gave these children to you. Because he wanted them to experience your gifts, your talents, not your worry and blame and guilt over ones you don't think you have. My way, as a mom, included each of the children learning musical instruments. It's just what I wanted to do. We sacrificed a lot in time and money so they could have that experience. I grew up learning different instruments. I played the organ for church since I was in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, all the way through high school and sometimes in college. And when I was in college, I sang in a band in college. Yes, I did the full Pat Benatar set. And I wanted our children to experience the joy of working hard to learn something and then experience the joy and terror of performing it. But that was just a small part of my parenting. I didn't play with the kids. I taught them to be independent as early as possible to play alone. I was always there, of course, to nurture them and be there when they needed me. But I was not their entertainer, ever. If I did something with them, it's because I wanted to, because I thought it was going to be fun, that we would experience fun together but not out of a sense of guilt that I felt I had to. I actually didn't know that other moms played with their children. And really, in fact, I think other moms my age did not play with their kids. I know my mom did not play with me or my brothers. They didn't spend hours and hours with us. We sent them outside to play for hours while we took care of managing their home. And when I really think about it, I did feel mom guilt once. 
So just to back things up a bit, when we were pregnant with our first child, I was going into the experience confident that I would do everything without any kind of medical intervention, okay? I was just going to have that baby. We worked hard on how we were going to go through labor, and we were going to have that baby. Well, I got stuck at five centimeters, and the back pain was excruciating. So I let go of one of the I never will, and I had the epidural. And I was grateful for the epidural. And then after many hours not progressing, we went in for a cesarean section. And I never felt guilty that I wasn't having the birth experience that I thought I would have. I just thought, well, I have different circumstances now and things have changed and it's okay. In fact, in my mind, I I really didn't care how you got that baby out. Just get that baby out. And then after I had a cesarean, remember, I was going to have completely natural birth. So Michael and I wouldn't even want to go to the cesarean movie for our birthing classes. I didn't think it was going to be necessary. But then after having had one, wow, did I see how moms would condemn many who had cesarean sections. I had people asking me, don't you feel bad that you didn't actually give birth to a child? I'm like, okay, I'm holding this baby. (laughs) She's out of me. I actually gave birth to this child. And I couldn't believe the judgment that people had on me because I had cesareans. And then there was this drive of, are you going to go try and have a VBAC, right? You're going to try, right? You, you want to have vaginal deliveries, right? And I'm like, I don't know. Let, let's just see what happens. My first baby was 813. She was a big girl. <laughs> and my doctor told me, you're going to have big babies. My mom had big babies. You're going to have big babies. And I actually changed OBs to get a second opinion. And he said, well, we can try that if you want but I'm telling you, you're going to have big babies. (laughs) And so I chose to have cesareans. And I never had to get over the idea that I should feel guilty about it. Everybody else seemed to think I should, but I did not. But I did have a mom guilt experience. When my second child came and he was just not interested in breastfeeding, He did not want to wait for that milk to come down. He was impatient and it was kind of a mess. And I cried and cried and felt like I had failed my son. He was a very, like I said, a very impatient baby. And impatient babies don't like to wait. Side note, I totally think you can tell the personality of a child by the way they nurse. I don't know. You check your children and see what you think. But anyway, thank goodness for my husband, who is steady and calm and reminded me that both of us were bottle fed and we turned out just fine. And then he kind of added with a wink, well, almost just fine. And we laughed. And I knew that it was out of my control and I just had to let it be. So I let go of the guilt. When you feel guilt, ask yourself why. What are you thinking that's causing you to feel guilt? And when you figure out what you're thinking, ask if it's reasonable to think that. For me, 
My guilt was directly related to people I didn't even know and their opinions of me, or just their opinions, that I should be breastfeeding, that breastfeeding come hell or high water is the most important thing in the world. Now, I really believe it's important, but with this child, it wasn't working. And it wasn't reasonable for me to think that my son was going to be wrecked for life because I had to give him formula. Guilt is a feeling that has no happy outcome. It just makes you feel worse and worse. And if you don't move to thinking with your prefrontal cortex instead of feeling with that primitive brain, your lovely habit brain, your primitive brain, will find lots of evidence for you as to why you should feel guilty. And don't forget, just because you think it doesn't make it true. So, when you feel guilty, become thoughtful. Ask yourself, why? Why didn't you do something? And I bet you'll find a lot of good reasons why you didn't do something. I didn't try to continue to breastfeed after weeks of pumping because, well, honestly, without getting too personal, I couldn't tolerate the pain of pumping. The milk was pink. You get my drift. And while I was trying to tolerate it by saying yes to guilt, I was saying no to showing up with a healthy body, mind, and spirit for my baby and my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Because when we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to another. Guilt is never a good reason to say yes. It's a powerful thing to know what you want and need to create the marriage and family you desire. But so often we say yes to so many requests and situations from other people or yes to our emotions that have nothing to do with our goals. Our goals. Our goals for our marriage, our family, and our self-care. And it's okay to have different goals than your best friend or your sister or your mom or people you don't even know but have a lot of say about what they think you should be doing. It's a powerful thing to say no. Now listen, I'm not encouraging you all to be miserly with your time or your money, to be selfish or self-centered, but I am suggesting to you that when you say no to something that doesn't align with the life you want, that's powerful. And that's taking care of you and your family. So I want to go through a few areas in our life where we should consider saying no a little more often. Saying no to ourselves. It is necessary to be fully alive, to take responsibility for our time. If we say yes to everyone and everything, we simply won't have the time for what truly matters in our life. So often I hear moms say, I couldn't find the time. We never find time. We have an allotted amount of time in the day. Really look at how much time you have in the day. Take a planner, fill in everything from hour to hour, and that might wake you up a little bit about how much time you actually do have to say yes to all these things. Say no to activities that take up your time unnecessarily. 
even if it means saying no to the teacher, saying no to your friends, saying no to helping out at school if you really don't have the time. It's really important for your peace of mind. In our culture, my goodness, we are going, 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 going. And we wonder why we feel overwhelmed. It's because we've placed ourselves in the position to feel overwhelmed. It's on you to get rid of overwhelm. No one is going to do that for you. It's the power of saying no to things that don't align with what you need and your family needs that gives you the ability to be free of overwhelm. Say no to scrolling, excessive eating or drinking or spending. We learn temperance and being responsible. And we also find time when we're not wasting it on those things. When we say no to ourselves in the places where we waste time or we give time away that doesn't align with our goals, then we're fully embracing our vocation without distraction or overwhelm. All right, say no to your children. Oh my goodness, you're such a bad mom if you say no to your children, right? Wrong. Saying no to your children can be one of the kindest things you can do to your children. When you say no to your children, you teach them that they can't always have what they want. You teach them restraint. You teach them modesty in action, in speech, in the way they dress, in the way they perceive the world. You teach them temperance. Maybe we need to say no to our children's whims in order to say yes to our husband's needs. Please don't forget, your husband comes first. And if you have taught your children to be very demanding of you, I'm giving you permission to unteach that. You can at any point in your children's lives with you, except maybe when they're adults, but when they're living with you, you have the responsibility and the freedom and the right to stop and say, you know, what I've been doing is not helping you become the person God intends you to be, and it's not making you happy. So we're going to make an about face, and we're going to do things differently. Saying no to your children can be a real gift. You also teach them to say no to others when it doesn't align with their goals. So when they're at a party and they're in high school and they're offered a joint, or what do you call it? I don't even know what marijuana is called anymore. <laughs> they're offered marijuana or they're offered alcohol. They know from your example how to say no because it doesn't align with the goals of the family. And they will learn then to say no. They'll have the confidence to say no. Don't forget, when we say no, we say yes to something else. So saying no to others, like I mentioned before, if you're a person who is a giving person, a thoughtful person, a kind person, a person with a servant's heart, you will be tapped all the time to be the one to help out. And it is important to help out when you can, but it's also important to say, no, I cannot. And often when you say, no, I cannot, people are forced to find someone else. It's like you're low-hanging fruit, so they'll come right after you all the time. But there, there is other fruit. <laughs> so they'll be forced to find someone else to do it. 
And if they can't find someone else to do it, then maybe it shouldn't be done. But it is not on you to make everyone happy. Say no to others. We say yes to something else. And maybe that yes is time with our family, time with our husband, downtime for ourselves for prayer, self-improvement, time with God. So, have I convinced you to say no? All right, now listen. When you say no, it's not going to feel good. (laughs) It isn't. Until you do it more and more, it will be very uncomfortable and you're not going to want to do it. But once you say no, thank you, I'm not able to, you've jumped over that first hurdle. And the next time, it's not so difficult. Isn't it interesting how we rarely have guilt when we say no to ourselves, but we often do when we say no to others? Why? Well, could be human respect, caring too much about what people think of you. It could be pride in that we just want to do it all. We think we can do it all. Maybe it's just difficult to say no. We want our children and our friends to like us. But when you're saying yes to everyone and everything, you do say no to the most precious gift you've been given. Your husband, your children, and your call to love them. So I'm not saying be a person who is selfish, self-centered, and never offers to help or never serves others. I am saying, be a thoughtful person. Make decisions deliberately. And don't allow guilt ever to take root. Now, if you have not signed up for a free coaching session to see how coaching can help you, please do that. Go to JanetQuinlan.com and you'll see a number of places where you can sign up to be coached by me for 30 minutes. And you will be able to see how by going through your thoughts and your feelings about situations, you will be able to come up with the actions that you really want to take, not the action of impatience or yelling or just being really frustrated with the children, or maybe it's with your husband. You will find the way through your mindset to achieve all the goals that you want to achieve and to have the life that you really want to have. To find joy in your marriage, your motherhood, and your home life. Go to JanetQuinlan.com, sign up for a free session. Okay, thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. If you would share it on social media and tag me, Janet Quinlan Coaching, on Instagram, um, in Facebook, I would love to see that getting out there so other moms can find a place where they can be supported and encouraged as well. All right, have a great week, everyone. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be, the woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.